Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards, the podcast where we go through the select filmography of underrated actresses. Uh, Jake's not here today because he died, but we are joined <laughs> by Carlos Noya. Hey, what's up? And Hannah Skibby. Hello, hello. And today we are discussing California, spelled with a K, released in 1993, mm -hmm. directed by Dominic Cena, written by Tim Metcalf, about a journalist and his photographer girlfriend who go on a road trip to document a bunch of historic murder sites, and they accidentally end up carpooling with a serial killer. Uh, so Hannah, as the resident Brad Pitt expert on this podcast, having seen every Brad Pitt movie. Every single one. How does this fit into his filmography? Oh, we're jumping right in with the hard-hitting questions. I guess. I love it. Um, I think California has a really good Brad. It's actually probably one of my favorites. Um, just because it's so out of left field. And it's <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't get to see Brad Pitt be gross very often. Um, see, see, no, you're you're saying this, and like literally, when I was watching it, I was like, "Wow, they did a really good job of making Brad Pitt like the most disgusting thing yeah. ever." Yeah. Like, I found myself thinking, like, I, I, every time he comes on screen, I'm, I, I don't want to see him. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see him. I'm, at I'm all. like, why are yeah. you listening to Carrie? He's <laughs> exactly. clearly bad news. Um, I think it's also really interesting because this came out, I think, the same year as Thelma and Louise. Yeah. This, yeah. Was, um, this was before he was famous. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-fame Brad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's pre-fame Brad and Juliet. Love oh, that. Shit. I think yeah. they were dating when they made this. They were dating. Um, <laughs> problematic? Perhaps. <laughs> that's a problematic relationship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they started dating when she was 16 and he was 26. Uh, was she, was she six, I thought she was uh, 18 in this role. Was she not? Well, they were already dating when they started filming. Because oh. they had met on the set of like a TV movie. Okay. Uh, Too Young to Die? Too Young to Die. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, you know, said that they started dating after filming ended when she was 17. But yeah. reports conflict. Um, so, and, sorry, I, I'm I'm Gen Z. Is this a lot like when 30-year-old Wilmer Valderrama was dating 17-year-old Demi Lovato? Is that, is that what we're going for here? Or how old was Brad? He was 26. Yeah, it's still bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, either yeah, way, yeah, yeah, no yeah. matter how you cut it, yeah, it's Yeah, no matter how you slice or dice it, yeah. yeah. I, uh... And it's weird because they're almost playing in this movie like a caricature of... Uh, that relationship dynamic where she is acting very, very... She did an interview where she said that she played this role as a nine-year-old girl, which yeah. is, like, very, very apparent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she seems like... She comes across developmentally disabled. Yeah. yeah. And everybody else just refers to her as naive. And mm -hmm. Brad Pitt is, like, a full-on, like, rapist serial killer. Yeah. The whole time he's wearing this Confederate flag hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which just, is like, just the cherry on top. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he continuously makes this, like, <laughs> sound the whole time. Yeah. You know, for most of the movie, I was kind of waiting for him to drop a racial slur. <laughs> and it, it didn't come in until, like, near the end. When they yeah. got Chinese food, oh, it's like yeah, that's he, right. yeah, he dropped, he finally dropped the c word, and I was like, there it is, <laughs> there's the racism. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the version you guys watched, did it have Brad Pitt dig that hole naked? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. I might have just been looking away then, because I was like, "Where's my naked Brad in the pit?" <laughs> Brad Pitt. In where's a pit. Brad? Where's yeah? Where's, where's Brad's pit? pit? Oh. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, good. I'm glad they didn't edit that out for to be. So also notable in this movie. Um, so it's two couples basically. It's Brad Pitt as the serial killer and Juliet Lewis as his girlfriend, and then David Duchovny. As the yep. as this like democratic socialist <laughs> <laughs> who's talking about like prison abolition in the fir- in his first scene restorative yeah. justice yeah yeah the, he was anti like death penalty mm-hmm. which like a big a big thing in like nineties movies is like discussion about the death penalty <laughs> and like always like at the end showing liberals like. Yeah, see, actually, you would want the death penalty, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. If it's you like, were on a road trip with yeah. a serial killer, and then he killed a bunch of people, and you had to kill him, would you? Yeah, which yeah. a time to kill is also kind of like that. It's like, oh yeah, really, the death penalty is wrong? Well, what if a little girl gets abused by a bunch of people? Come on, guys. And Sam Jackson does it, so yeah. it's yeah. all fine. It's very, it's also, you can really tell that the script went through a lot of rewrites. Yes. Um, because he, in his first scene, David is listing all of these, like, reasons why serial killers do what they do. He's like, they have massive, like, brain chemical imbalances, they were severely abused as kids, all this stuff. And then for the entire rest of the movie, he's like... I just want to know why killers do what they do. And it's like, you just said it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just explained it, dude. That's like, as yeah. far as it goes. Like, I also thought it was interesting. It seemed like he was exclusively hunting down, like, the sites where female serial killers killed people. Well, which is like... Yeah. It, it, not really a thing, no. you know? Yeah. They, they, like, yeah. that's just going to a bunch of hospitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's also, like, when they talk about, like, like when they go into the murders, they, like, explain, it's like, yeah, this is the scene where she was first raped, and then this is where she took a bunch of men, it's like, well, yeah, well, that's, and he kept asking the question, it's like, why do people do what they do? It's like, well, there, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's right there, it's like, someone was repeatedly abused. He maybe, t- maybe he got confused because Juliette Lewis never killed anyone and she's been horribly abused <laughs> that is like the thing it's like if anyone like i was kind of like i thought julia lewis was going to kill somebody. i thought she was in on i thought she was like in on it in the uh, beginning like i thought she would have been in on it you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah but no she's just like she's like horrified she's just yeah. sad yeah she's yeah. just a sad little you girl you hurt those people early <laughs> you're mean <laughs> i don't love you anymore <laughs> I'm not mean. <laughs> Rad Pitt also, also, I will say, as as somebody who grew up in the South, uh, very overdone yeah. Southern accents. Yeah, uh, Brad Pitt, not good at accents. <laughs> no. Not a thing they should ever ask him to do. Do, do you remember that Brad Pitt movie uh, where he, he spoke in Jamaican Patois? Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's like this woman is dying, and he just like slit like tearing He like pulls a full Chet Hanks. Yeah, oh my God. It's like, he goes full Chet Hanks. Just full Chet. Yeah, 
He was chat before chat was chat. I'm dude. waiting for Brad Pitt's White Boy Summer. Oh, that was uh, that was like two summers ago. The summer yeah. <laughs> then the Angelina Jolie was like, "Hey, just so you know, he's like not a great dude." Yeah. yeah. And now we're yeah. like, oh, all right, I guess it's not. I you know I I thought like you know Brad Pitt might be a respectable guy in Hollywood, and then that thing came out where like Angelina Jolie was like, "Hey, Harvey Weinstein wants me to do this thing," and mm-hmm. he was like, "Damn." I mean, I'm still gonna work with him. Yeah. But, Are you like, like chill with that? Is that like is that I'm gonna be a problem like, for us? She literally it's just was like, like an Oscar. She yeah. literally was like, he took me into a room and tried to take off my clothes. Like, yeah. So. Like, whoa, you did yeah. though, right? Um, <laughs> this I fe- I feel like this is not the only um developmental disability role that Juliette Lewis has had, but yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. I know that she was in. Some movie where she, where she jet, like, it was part of it. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she played, like, a, a an actual, like, disabled yeah. person in some movie that we're not covering. Um, yeah. And I, I, I feel like, and I was looking through her filmography, I was like, what's the other stuff that she's been in? And I can't remember it, but I feel like there, there was an era... Where that was just her vibe, and that this was the beginning. Well, of it. the just interesting playing, like stupid people, maybe. See, the interesting thing about Juliette Lewis is that like, I knew the name, I couldn't put a face to the name, mm. and then when I was when like you know I got invited to do this podcast, I saw it and I was like, oh wait, I realized that I knew her from two movies growing up, which were Starsky and Hutch, okay. and Old School. Okay. Which in both movies, she's just playing like a quote-unquote slutty girl. Um, like in old school, she's playing Luke Wilson's uh, ex-girlfriend who cheats on him. Like literally, like she's having like an orgy and pretending that like it's yeah. not happening. She's done a lot of Todd Phillips yeah. movies. Yeah, and then in Starsky and Hutch, she like is like... So, she fucks Owen Wilson is basically the movie. Like, she did that's both her role. Wilsons? She did both wow. Wilsons? Oh my gosh, she did do both Wilsons. She fucked both Wilsons. I keep forgetting that they're related. Yeah, brothers. Yeah. yeah. There's a secret third Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And he was in uh, the Charlie's Angels sequel, Full Ooh. Throttle. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Directed by the great Mac G. Of yeah. course. Mac G! Yeah, yeah. Producer! <laughs> from the OC. Yeah. <laughs> he was a he was a producer in the I feel like he also wrote episodes. Yes, he probably did. the few times that Josh Schwartz was like, okay, someone else can yeah. write this one. Because yeah. I feel like everybody in the writer's room is always credited as producers on TV shows for yeah. some reason. Um I'm always whenever I see comedians listed as producers for TV shows, I'm like, what are they doing drafting call sheets? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember I was watching. Do you guys remember uh, the show The New Normal? Yes. Yeah, which was on for like a season or two, which was with literally- Andrew Rannells. Yeah, Andrew, Ra- which was literally like, I watched. Oh, it. look at that, a gay couple. It's and, a like, gay that's couple the whole adopting show. a child. And yeah, that's the whole thing. And I remember I saw it's like executive producer Moshe Kasher. I was like, what? The- yeah. What are you? What? <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you collabing with Ryan Murphy? Genuinely. In the least Ryan Murphy show that is ever Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what... A, so apparently this movie was originally supposed to be a dark comedy. And then uh, the director 
and I guess the product, the crew behind it, the financiers, wanted the screenwriter to rewrite it as a thriller, mm-hmm. and he said no, and then they said, okay, well, we're just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> and the voiceover narration uh, was a result of those yeah. rewrites. It was specifically mentioned in the Wikipedia page. Wow. Did they, so the interesting thing is that like this movie came out at the same time as Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is the next movie that we're covering. Oh, wow. Synchronicity. So, because I remember I was, I I looked up a Siskel and Ebert of, and, and, and they were talking about both mm-hmm. California yeah. and Natural Born Ebert Killers. Ebert loved this movie. Ebert loved it and Siskel hated it. Oh, he classic hated Classic Siskel. He, he was like, he was like, this is purely like an exploitation mm-hmm. film. This is disgusting. And Ebert was like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really it's weird, fun movie. there's like not a lot of gore in it. No, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of gore. It's just like, I mean, I feel like it, it never came off as graphic, but it did come off as like dark in some mm-hmm. places. Yeah. But like, I see where it could have been a dark comedy. Yeah. Because like, if they had taken it in any other direction, like, if you just put like a couple of like jokes in there, it would have been like, okay, yeah, this, this actually could have come off as like kind of funny especially yeah. since you yeah. have like such the odd couple thing with like two hot goths and then just two trailer park hicks <laughs> yeah I, dude literally yeah. <laughs> yeah but then at one point the one of the hicks tries to be goth and she mm-hmm. gets bangs yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's exactly. the gothest thing you can do yeah uh, so. back in the 90s every like every is like every girl just looked like daria from mtv <laughs> I I really liked the development of the relationship between uh, Carrie and Adele. Who yeah. Carrie is the goth and uh, Adele is Juliet Lewis's character. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, Carrie starts off being like such a fucking bitch to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after all of their interactions, I was just writing in my notes like, Carrie sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was literally like, wow. I, I, I wrote down Carrie, bitch girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, that was yeah. her whole character. Yeah. yeah. And then there, you know, there there was like a turn where I was like, she's making some points. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's this like, there's that moment. And obviously this is like a product of the 90s and they didn't mm-hmm. talk about abuse the same way that we talk about abuse now. Uh, but that moment where Juliette Lewis mentions that he hits her and she's like only when i deserve it though and yeah carrie's like i would never let a man treat me like that she's, well, yeah, well, yeah, she was like you shouldn't let him do that to yeah, you. yeah exactly it wasn't okay it, it, yeah it, and that's very telling of like how things were in the 90s which was it wasn't oh you should leave this man it's a hey you should let him do that <laughs> yeah. you should utilize your yeah. inherent girl power uh-huh. you should just say no <laughs> Say, hey, yeah. buddy, stop that. Yeah, treat it like drugs. <laughs> you should, yeah, you should block his hits. <laughs> <laughs> you should learn Krav Maga. She starts teaching her Krav Maga in the hotel room. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was also a big fan of all the scenes where um, Carrie and uh, David were screaming at each other about Brad Pitt in the room right next to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, like, they could hear, like, earlier in the morning, they fucking, could fucking. They can hear you. Which, by the way, that sex scene of like that was awesome. it was 
Betty was so bad because, like, the way it was shot, like, you could, it literally only looked like David Duchovny was, like, fucking her thighs. <laughs> <laughs> against a wall. And she's, like, all into it. And it's like, yeah. that, what the fuck is this completely in here? I also, like, I just have so much trouble imagining a woman being attracted to David Duchovny. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He just, like, he just seems like, I'm like... <laughs> Isn't that sort of like the thought experiment he, behind Californication? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he does have that earring. David's, yes. David's so that they know he's not gay. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if it, the thing, you know, I, I was never explained which ear is gay. Or I was not. gonna say I don't know which ear it is. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's always just like a, a trick. <laughs> it's whichever one you get pierced. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. that way. You should either get both of them pierced or don't get them pierced at all. Mm-hmm. That's what I was taught in straight school. <laughs> we go to school. We go to school. I don't know if you know that. We go to school to be straight. Wow. Yeah, exactly. They don't have that in the Midwest. They just sort of assume. <laughs> they assume everybody. What? They assume everybody's gay in the Midwest. No, they assume everyone's straight. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to teach you how to be straight because yeah. you just are. When I was when I went to Minnesota, I I walked. Around, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Okay, yeah, cool, cool. That's where I'm from. I, I walked around and I was like, literally everybody here is just a tall Lutheran. There's yeah. like no room for diversity. You were no. raised Lutheran, right? I, my dad's family is Lutheran. Okay. I was raised Oh, you were raised a religious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was raised cool. I forgot. I forgot. Your mom is Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mom is her a big believer. Her mother never really raised her with religion. Yeah. My mom didn't let my grandparents babysit us because she didn't want them to take us to church. Oh my god! She was like, "No, fuck that." But honestly, I feel like I, I feel like the only thing, the only vibe I got from the Lutherans that I've met is like they just all love singing in choir. <laughs> oh, That's literally they the big sure thing do. for them. Yeah. That's oh god, <laughs> Lutheranism. That's that's for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Lutheranism podcast. This is the Lutheran hour. You're listening to a Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> Down at Lake Wobegong. That is um, literally what it is. Brad Pitt in this movie was giving me very strong Buck vibes from United States of Terra. Oh, yeah! Aside from the, uh, the, like, the Murder. murders and the rapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, He me, did have a swagger. So for me, the the interesting thing was like I was originally supposed to be on the Cape Fear episode, mm-hmm. right? And like I was getting sort of similar vibes between Brad Pitt's character, Juliet Lewis's character, and Robert De Niro's character, yeah. and Juliet Lewis's mm. character, which is a psychotic Southern man, <laughs> and, and Juliet Lewis being like, "Wow, what Just is this take- doing to me?" <laughs> Just taking him at his word and getting so horny. Yeah, <laughs> um, I also want to point out that Julius, Lu- Ju- Julius, Julius Lewis. Julius, Julius yeah. Lewis is my drag name. Um, <laughs> Juliet Lewis is introduced just like one titty out, uh, which that I thought was, was very, an important detail yeah. that needs men's to know. Well, because it's the nineties. Yeah. Okay, we're getting tasteful with nudity. Tasteful nudity. Yes. You get okay. one Brad butt and you get one Juliet Lewis titty. Yeah. And. Um, this was surprising on this watch, but when in the aforementioned David Duchovny slash Carrie, who is played by an actress whose name I don't know. Uh, Michelle Phillips, uh, I think is her Michelle name. Michelle Pfeiffer. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. 
that white gold. Mer- Meryl Streep. Uh, Mer- <laughs> Meryl Streep. They like vacuumed her. I briefly thought that it was Cuddy from House. Oh yeah, was, actually. Oh. I looked it up and it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get a little pube. You do, Ooh. which Yellow was a, which was a which was a spicy treat. Nice. Well, also they allude to a cunnilingus in the movie, oh, which yeah. is very oh, yeah. that's progressive for nineteen ninety. Yeah, for ni- in nineteen ninety, that that was illegal back then. Yeah, you know, you weren't allowed. Yeah, if you're as a, as a man. Listen, I, I, I started having sex in 2017, and mm-hmm. uh, it was just got popular. <laughs> that's it what they told came all, over from That's France. what they told all of us. They said, yo, That's listen, man. That's straight school. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is how you, this is how you go. <laughs> this is what you do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had something else to say. Oh, mm. I kept referring to Juliette Lewis as Jules in my notes. Because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember her character's name, and I didn't because want you guys to write are Juliet. Yeah, yeah. And, also, yeah. And, and also because we hang out. Um, <laughs> She's like, you're watching Yellow Jackets. You can call me Jules. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> I am. I know that I keep harping on it, but I'm so obsessed with how shitty the voiceover monologues are. Yes. Like, you can really tell that they're like. J- Whenever I see voiceover narration, I just think, like, patch-up job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the sound mixing was so off. Sound mixing was bad. One of my favorite voiceover moments was David Duchovny <laughs> going, When you dream, there are no rules. People can fly, but you better not try to fly in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David, you're right. You got it, Damn. Man. That's deep. <laughs> That's so when deep. you dream, there are no rules. Yeah. You can do whatever you want in your dream. That's a really fucked up thing to say, too. It's like, what are you dreaming about, oh David Duchovny? What? I'm not, my dreams all take place in the grocery store. Yeah. Like, In my dreams, I always ask everything. Yeah. I, I, I do admire the, uh, the storytelling technique of... We don't really see... Okay, so... We see Brad kill somebody at the very beginning of the yes. movie. It's actually a very good intro scene. Oh, yeah. This, this this woman, like, she's hitchhiking with a guy. He seems kind of creepy. She seems kind of creeped out by him. It's raining. She's like, is this guy going to hurt me? And then Brad Pitt from above just drops a gigantic rock on the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and it crashes and they die. And then he's, like, standing above them. Like, and then he steals her shoes. Looking yeah. so powerful. Uh, and then he doesn't kill anybody else until, like, an hour in. Yeah, and then he and then he stabs a guy at a in, in a bath. Oh, at a gas station bathroom, and then he comes out, and David Duchovny tries to go in, and he goes, "Oh, there's no sink." <laughs> he's like, he's "I like, took a giant shit. Yeah. It smells real bad. Yeah, there's which, no sink." But like, also, it's like as as a man, <laughs> a sink has never stopped me from what I'm gonna <laughs> do in the bathroom. <laughs> It's like, oh, there's a hole in the ground. It's like, well, there's a hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's where it goes. My understanding is is one of the perks of being a man is you can kind of pee anywhere. You could, pee, you true. really could it's pee true. anywhere as long as like there's something blocking like your dick from mm-hmm. like the sight of anybody else. All you really you're need all is good. a. I feel like that's just yeah. you having humility. <laughs> I feel like nothing's actually stopping you from just whipping your dick out and peeing on the street. Is it's me, me being raised right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were not raised in a barn. Exactly. <laughs> As such. Love that when I when I piss in the East Village, <laughs> I like, I gotta make sure I'm in an alley. <laughs> uh, 
one of the changes that they made to the script. Also, they they changed the title from California with a C to California with a K. Yeah. That was intentional. I and all <laughs> that all all that mean David at one point when David is looking for somebody to carpool with him and Carrie, he puts an index board index card on a poster at school or something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that says California with a K and it's like right here and and I read the Wikipedia page and there was like a there was one note that was like a critic said that it's spelled with a K uh like Ku Klux Klan because it's a critique of America with a K I thought I you see I, I thought, just thought it they was, were being quirky. I just no, thought I thought it was quirky. spelled with a K because of how killer California is gonna be. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's better. Yeah, that's I like exactly. that a lot better. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or maybe David Duchovny just doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> maybe he's <laughs> just a really maybe he's a really bad writer. <laughs> His edit- editors hate him. Local exactly. serial killer writer cannot spell. Exactly. Uh. One of my favorite douchebag David Duchovny moments is when he he's like privately judging uh, Brad and Jules yes. uh, in his voiceover. He's like, they were white trash. Yeah. And then Carrie says, that guy's kind of creepy. And he's like, fuck you, you're classist. <laughs> <laughs> their, their relationship made no sense to me. Like, they're the, like what so, he... It's so good. He's like, you know, you wanted to come on this trip more than anything, and she was, uh, and she was just like, "No, I wanted to do anything to get you to move to California with me." It's a very different. Thing. <laughs> I was like, "You uh, shouldn't be together." They have they they have that fight at at one of the murder sites where he's like, <laughs> "I have a tape of this guy murdering a woman," and he plays it and is like narrating it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I wanted to bring up, I think my favorite scene was, like, when, when Brad Pitt finally had David Duchovny and, uh, and Carrie as hostages, and he was just going over her artwork, like, he's, like, he's, he's suddenly an art critic, and he goes, graphic bullshit, that doesn't leave much to the imagination, I was like... He is right. Yeah, yeah. Also, all of her photography is just nudes. It's just nudes. It's just black and white nudes. It's just... Are women not allowed to be pornographers? (laughs) They're allowed to be pornographers, but it's like, what are you saying with it? Mm, (laughs) That's a real question. Uh, My favorite scene was the scene where uh, David and Brad went to the bar, and that guy calls them gay. Yes! And then David, like, breaks a beer bottle over his head. Yeah. And then some other guy just goes, it's not his fault. He started it. Yes. <laughs> and that's when, like, that's when, like, they became friends. Yeah, yeah. It was like, Brad Pitt, like, beats the shit out of a guy for calling them gay. <laughs> and, like, David's like, you're so cool. You're so oh, cool, man. Dude. You're so yeah. cool. So much. Yeah. Which is also, like, Brad Pitt probably also thought David Duchovny was gay. <laughs> Why he had that look on his face when he was listening to them fuck. He's like, ah, I get it now. He's like, oh, compensating for something. That's why he's got two earrings. He's bisexual. (laughs) Makes him considerate. And then while they're beating the shit out of that guy, uh, 
Jules is telling Carrie that uh, Brad Pitt hits her, but it's okay because she got gang raped when she was 13. (laughs) And and dating Brad Pitt's not as bad as getting gang raped. (laughs) (laughs) And, which is true. And then David comes back and Carrie's like, we have to, you know, you know, we can't let Brad continue traveling with us. He hits Adele. uh, and, And David's like, your classes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's a chill bro. And then yeah. the next day, David, uh, Brad shows David his gun, and David's like, mind if I take a shot? Yeah. Honestly, and- that scene, that scene did, did speak to me as a man. It's like, yeah, I mean, guns are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you present, like, if you didn't know that, like, the guy was risen, like, you're just shooting things around, it's like, mm-hmm. this is really you know, cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with shooting a gun in the desert. Yeah, in the desert, yeah. you're not going to hit anything. No. Exactly. That's what the desert was invented for. For yeah. sure. God, that's why God made it. Yeah, he was like, this is going to be, in many years, man is going to invent something that's going to make all this worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I, I just love, like, Brad looking at a guy who has been revealed to be hitting his GF and he's like, oh, you brought a gun on the road trip. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, neat. Well, no, it's also like she, Car- Carrie the entire time had like the right like mind frame when she, when Juliet was going like, he was arrested you know, for having a gun. Yeah. And people were saying he did things with it and then she was like, I think this guy did something with this gun. <laughs> There's only like one thing you like, could do with a gun. And David Duchovny's like, what? 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 No. What? No, he just are, had it. He's just had it because it's cool. It's <laughs> cool to have guns. Car. <laughs> it's, it's cool that he stole a car from somebody. <laughs> with a gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which also, like, not to get into, like, the whole film analysis, like, part of it. It's like, it's almost as, that scene I viewed it as, like, him trying to introduce him into, like, like Brad Pitt introducing Dave to company into his idea of what masculinity yes. is. Yeah, 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 sure, exactly. And then, and then David to company sort of like being like, oh, maybe this is like, like what it is, but like he's he's too much of a liberal cock yeah. too. Like, yeah, yeah, go yeah. Full. It's weird because it it almost seems like the film posits that like murder and violence is like the base state of man. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, like that's just like that's really oh, nice. every <laughs> every nineties movie was was that, which was like <laughs> was like yeah, murder's wrong, but what if this happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if what if the context surrounding the murder was really fucked up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what if like you really wanted to murder that person? <laughs> <laughs> but key point. You feel bad about you it. You feel bad, exactly. That's what makes you know. That's how the monster. movie ends. It's yeah. like, that's the difference between me and that guy. <laughs> I felt bad about killing him. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt literally goes through, like, he, he has, like, a Chucky moment at the end yeah. of this movie. where It's like the end of the first Chucky movie where he's, like, walking down the hallway and they, like... They shoot off Chucky's arm and he keeps walking and they shoot off Chucky's leg and he keeps crawling and then they shoot up Chucky's other arm and like, and it just keeps getting extended, which, which yeah. is like good filmmaking and good storytelling. But, yeah. uh, but it did give me such Chucky vibes the way that he was just like stalking down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we should, if we're going to recap, um, eventually, so it turns out Brad Pitt killed his landlord, which is like, 
they're not people. So yeah. Whatever. I, I actually support that. That was cool. I that was like, was... wow, I didn't know Brad Pitt's character was a Maoist. Exactly. It's <laughs> really cool. It's actually more activism than any of us have ever done. Yeah, exactly. I still pay rent. I'm a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there, there's like a news report about it at the gas station. And... Brad Pitt responds by killing the guy who works at the gas station. <laughs> um, and they go on, like, I don't know, some, like, journey. They keep, like, breaking into people's houses yeah. and, like, killing them and stealing their shit. And, you know, he's holding Carrie and David hostage. Um, and then... Okay, so Jules finds out that he killed... So Jules, Jules sees him kill people and she's yeah. like fuck this and she has this whole moment in the backyard of the last house with him um, where she breaks up with him and then he kills her mm-hmm. uh, that was, then, uh, wow she's not loyal yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's those he ain't loyal <laughs> Chris Brown releasing these hoes ain't loyal like I want to say 18 months after that domestic violence case God. <laughs> was just so creative. Of yeah. But also going back to that scene where like Jules like finally has that like moment of clarity. Yeah. And she like releases that like lady from her home. She, she frees the woman that they were about to kill. That woman was so calm. So calm. <laughs> that's such, after having just witness her yeah. husband being murdered yeah. and then just having Juliet Lewis and then who, she comes back the next yeah. day in her own right by the way Juliet Lewis kind of looked like a crazy person yeah she's waking up and she goes you're not gonna die <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I would Things think in that situation before you're before you're <laughs> the angel of death yeah. Yeah. yeah and what an angel she is yeah honestly yeah but uh so yeah she goes back she does go back she goes back she goes back to he's like i'm taking your car (laughs) call the police he's like i have to i have to go find my girlfriend who i somehow know where she is um and (laughs) so it but there are like so many plot holes and so there's so much stupid shit that happened in this movie but i did have so much fun watching it and I don't even think that it's, like, a bad movie. No. Even though, I mean, like, I know that you, like, genuinely love it. Yeah. I, I watched it with my roommate, and she, like, hated it. Oh. She afterwards was like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, dude, I definitely see where you're coming from. I see, I got, oh, yeah. man, early morning tomorrow. Yeah. I was, like, talk. I was like, yeah, girl, murder's bad. Um, <laughs> But Murder's bad. Hitchhiking. It does, but it's it's like I feel like people mix up movies that are fun to make fun of with bad movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think also it's just like I think a movie can be good without being like good. Yeah, you well, know? The, well, yeah, yeah. like it's a good thriller. Well, it's a is, scary movie. It's because what is the intent of making a movie, which mm-hmm. is. A, in my opinion, it's to entertain people. Yeah. And the entire time I was entertained, I, I, I was yeah, entertained. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. I was like, okay, that's a good enough movie. Yeah. I, like, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's groundbreaking. But it is, like, something where, like, if you put it on, I'm not going to be bored. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy watching it. And yeah. it's a nice character study. Yeah. Um, Like, 
And I like the fact that it's polarizing yeah. as well. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. I love a polarizing movie. Um so okay, so Brad Pitt um is about to kill David Duchovny, who's like tied to a piano. Uh mm-hmm. and Carrie says, "Don't kill him, take me as your new girlfriend instead." <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill him, date me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is like, "All right, horny." But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, but Brad Pitt's like, that sounds like a good deal to me. And it's like on his way. And then the old woman comes back and frees David Duchovny. And then he goes to the house, um, and sees her and, you know, she's, she's in a terrible state. Um, and you know, there, there's like a fade to black rape moment that happens. Um, and very Kate fear. He, he, he handcuffs her to the bed. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Robert De Niro does yep. to uh, to Melissa Villasenor in Cape Fear. Melissa Villasenor. But she did kind of look like Melissa. Um, she looks exactly like her. Yeah. I was, I saw. I, I was like, how old is this bitch? Yeah. But um, I knew her as uh, Joe Pesci's girlfriend in Goodfellas. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But. Uh, so okay, so David comes uh, and he's he tries to save her, but Carrie gets in the last shot. I think, or no, like they both kill him. Yeah, whatever. It's um, the nineties. It's, it's the nineties. It's, it's they, feminism. It's like we can murder also yeah. at the same time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Women they, are equal. To they do that. a collab killing. Collab killing. And then killing. hard cut. The hardest cut you could possibly yes. imagine to their future life. In California. And it's it's Carrie. She's grown her hair out because that's what happens when you get raped. You can't have cool hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David is in like a is in the exact sweater that I'm wearing right now. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> and he's doing voiceover narration, and it makes no sense at all whatsoever. Yeah. The what? idea is Brad Pitt killed people. I also killed him. We're the same. Yeah. Anybody can kill. And it's like, there's not a single person who doesn't think that they would kill somebody if that person was literally in the midst of murdering them. Yeah, like... But, like, no, but it's different. He even says that it's different because he feels bad about it. Oh, he feels yeah. remorse. And also, he's brooding and looking off into the mm-hmm. Pacific Ocean. Which so, also, like, they, like, literally live on the beach. On yeah. the beach. Which is, like... It's like, how much did you get uh, paid for this book? A house that is just on the beach. Yeah. Like... Not gonna be around I guess murder pays really well. It's literally... I'm, I'm, I'm like, murder does pay off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's close enough to the water that it's underwater as soon as the sun goes down. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> One high tide and you're just fucked. You you're, have so much water damage. Yeah, insurance yeah. won't yeah. cover that one. Yeah, no. It's, it's a horrible life. They'll treat you like an idiot for buying the house. Yeah, they'll be like, place. "What the? Why? No, what? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, also, it's kind of established that they're bad with money in the beginning of That's the movie. True. It's like, remember when he goes like, uh, between rent and the convertible? Yeah, I also <laughs> remember that like that drill tweet. That's yeah. like, <laughs> Here's my budget. Candles, $650,000 a month. Somebody please help me budget this. My family is dying. dying. (laughs) I also love, too, that they are like, okay, we're going to take this convertible. It gets eight miles to the gallon. Yes. Yes. Which is like, why are you driving literally across the country? 
in a car that can eight models to the gallon. Also, I looked up the route they described. I looked it up. It is one of the worst routes you can take to California from Kentucky. Oh, are they like zigzagging? Up They're like zigzagging around, yeah. and then they yeah. spend most of their time in like Texas. It's like, what the? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing? They go like, like eight this. different locations in Texas. Also, then... they keep saying California. They never say where in California. <laughs> just California, conceptual. Just, just anywhere. If they want to say L.A. Mm-hmm. So you're going to LA, like, yeah. like if you're trying to go to Sacramento, you're going the completely wrong. Yeah, you're doing you're doing a wrong, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, um, at the very end, Carrie gets like this letter, and for a second, I was like, oh, is there like a, like a reveal that he's not actually dead or something? And then she's just like, it seemed like gallery's... it was implying that. Yeah. I mean, no, like something else seemed like it was. Implying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. And then she's like, a gallery is interested in showing my work. And it's like, Bitch, David Gumby's like, wow, I'm proud of you. She's like, yeah, it's not a guarantee, but it's a start. And the movie just ends. See, that's the worst part, is that it's it like... ends and she's still bad at art. <laughs> <laughs> she's still she's not talented. back to what you said about what's the intent of a movie yeah i actually wikipedia bitch uh it they said our intention with the movie was to scare the audience comment on people's obsession with true crime and punish them a little bit for it yeah which it did all three of them yeah yeah a success it accomplished everything it wanted honestly Mm -hmm. i give i give that essay an a yeah 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was very good completed the assignment. Um, mm-hmm. The director has directed four other movies, two of which star Nicolas Cage. <gasps> Whoa, Dude. that is a seal of approval. Yeah. One of them is Season of the Witch. I don't know what the other one is. Wasn't Season of Or The Witcher, something, something witch. He, he, that was, no, Wait, I know the one him? you're talking about. No, <laughs> Season of the Witch, he plays like a knight. Yeah. yeah. To, like, Every Nick Cage movie just sounds like a 12-year-old boy's like idea of like what an awesome movie is mm. yeah and they're always correct yeah, yeah. it's like what if he goes to bangkok and just fucks a bunch of people up it's like yeah <laughs> what if he stole the declaration of independence Loki? what if he were a wizard <laughs> leo dicaprio in the revenant should have been nicholas cage 100 percent. that's that's nick's oscar right there that Get would out have of been here, awesome leo. that, that would have actually cool. i would have watched that movie for to watch nick cage have to avenge his son's death and go in, at some point go so into a dead animal's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, is this a biopic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. Um, oh, Keanu Reeves was considered for the David Duchovny role. That would have been so much better. I would so have liked better. that so much yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. And Sean Penn was considered for Brad Pitt's role. I would not have liked that. I would that. not. I don't, I don't That like would have Sean been Penn. bad. Well, yeah, because be Sean Penn is short, number one. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was Do you like, know how tall he is? He's like five. He's like my height. Oh wow! He's like five foot six. I'm gonna look that up right yeah. now. Very, Small. It'd be so funny if he's actually like six two. <laughs> <laughs> he's so short. He's Sean Penn height. I was about to look it up, but then you said that he's five eight. Now. He's oh, five eight. Okay, he's my height. Yeah, exactly. He's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, he's just, he's potentially the world's ugliest man. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. I just saw Licorice Pizza. Me too. Yeah, and like, and seeing his, just his fucking face in front of Alana Himes, I was just like, get, 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 him, him, get, him, get him away job. from her. Get away from get her. Get away from her. He, he looks like, he looks like he smells like depression. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like uh, somebody who hasn't brushed his teeth in an <laughs> He looks like his teeth are just made out of tartar Ooh. at this point. Yeah. Just little. Uh, Julia Lewis apparently improvised a lot in this role, she said. Oh, that's um, actually really cool. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, also, something that I forgot to say about uh, Brad and Juliet's real life relationship that I thought was funny. I read an article called The Truth About Brad Pitt and Juliet Lewis's Relationship. Oh, those and, are always great. Yeah, and it was, uh, and it said, like, Brad Pitt commented on their relationship shortly after their breakup, saying, like, she's a genius. It was probably one of the greatest relationships I've ever had and ever will have. Juliet Lewis has not commented, only saying, Listen, I got sober when I was 22 and I left all that shit behind me. <laughs> You know, for her which is fucking I, awesome honestly it is a testament to like brad pitt was such a shitty boyfriend that she literally got sober and joined scientology <laughs> is she a scientologist she she's a scientologist you guys don't know that currently currently still no yes does she know where shelly miscavige is oh no she God. doesn't nobody knows where miscavige's wife is probably in a ditch somewhere oh. um very sad. I'm or in so one of upset. the Scientology slave yeah. cabins. But I feel like she's not like super into Scientology because she wasn't forced to be one of Tom Cruise's girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. that's insane. Yeah. I can't wait till she leaves and also becomes hardcore Catholic. Like almost every. Obsessed that every Scientologist is like, mm, I'm going to trade this one religious cult for an older one. Yeah. I'm going back to the other church. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Oh my yeah. god. 26 celebrities you didn't know were Scientology. Jesus fuck. Um, I know all of I, I literally go on Wikipedia sometimes. And it's like, <laughs> like who? Who, who belongs to which religion? <laughs> I love that. I literally listen to like Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song and I'm like, you missed a few. <laughs> Hello, excuse yeah. me? Yeah. The Haim sisters just did an extended verse. With, oh yeah. With updated. Ooh. Yeah, I, lo- I love the I love the Heim sisters. Oh, my God, good girls. Licorice yeah. Pizza was good as well. Yeah. did you like it? Dude, it was one of my favorite PTA movie actually. Oh really? Yeah, I've only seen Boogie Nights and Magnolia. Yeah, uh, Boogie Nights is still number one for me, but I think the Licorice Pizza might be number two. Yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, I, it's definitely better than Magnolia. I don't know what I'm talking about. Definitely better than Magnolia. Like, it, but Magnolia, I, the only three-hour movie, I found myself being like, wow, is there not more? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see more. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh, Please, exactly. sir. Yeah. Director's um. cut. <laughs> it's a, it's a ten-hour movie. Yeah. It's fucking like, Lars Van Trier shit. It's fucking uh. Mishima. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, there, was, there was an interview with uh, PTA where he was like somebody should have told me to cut 30 pages from Magnolia <laughs> somebody should have told me to do that no if that if that means if that means I lose the scene where uh god what's his name where uh, that kid pisses Phil- himself no, no where Philip Seymour Hoffman is just listing all the porn magazines like 
Do you have that? <laughs> Penthouse, do you, ha- do you have that? Do you have Playboy? Uh, wow. His son Hustle? was so good in the movie. He really was. Truly, like, not even, yeah. uh, like, yes, an nepotism hire, but, like, good. At, it's so good that it outweighs Better it. than James Gandolfini's son in Many Saints of North. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Watch it. It's a good movie, but he's not Gandolfini. No. Who is? Uh, no he way. was, uh, but then he died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so if we don't have any more stray observations, uh, then we can get into awards. I have one stray observation. <gasps> All right. They describe Brad Pitt's height as 5'11". I don't understand why this man is as popular as he is. <laughs> it's not fair. It's <laughs> the one... The one last thing I'm saying. <laughs> Brad Pitt, too short to be popular. Exactly. <laughs> if, I, if I get shit on for being a 5'7 man, this isn't... This is not fair. Uh-uh-uh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman are they're they're who we look up to, and that's yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. What about? Uh. Well, now you get Kieran Culkin. That's true. That's true. Um, you do get Kieran Culkin, and who I who I saw recently. How <gasps> was he? He was walking his baby and alongside his wife, and he did not want to be stopped by anybody. That would make sense. So I, I would not, not be stopped by anybody. I didn't say anything when I if with with my wife and baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if my wife and baby were with me. I w- I would be really upset if someone tried to stop me. <laughs> stop. <laughs> No way! <laughs> exactly. Run him over. Um, and then you also get you get Columbo, Peter Falk. Oh my God! I forgot about Peter so, Falk. I love John Cassavetes movies. You also uh, get Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> That's fair. What he did, what he did to the world of musical theater, I will never forget. <laughs> I liked him in How to Succeed. I know. No, he was good. I just like being mean to him. Yeah. He doesn't can, know I exist. No, it's so You can it's take so it, fun. yeah. yeah. It's fun. That's... He, he always looks like he's like on the verge of like going crazy. Mm-hmm. There's just something about his eyes just say it's like, I'm not yeah. all there. Yeah. Probably yeah. I was forced to perform in your cultural circus at a young age. Yeah, that now every English teacher has uh, co-opted as their whole personality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every literally every English. Imagine like your parents took you to an audition when you were eleven, and then decades later, somebody shoving a microphone in your face asking you how you feel about transgender people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a turf at the beginning of this movie. Yes, no, I was talking about. Yo, I talked about like weird transphobic bug commentary. Like, like, Brad Pitt. Oh, or, yeah. or walks into a bar and there's this guy who's just rambling. He goes, Antichrist will be a woman in a man's body. I'm like, all right, Joanna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I honestly, I, I was listening to that and I was like, you know what? Caitlyn Jenner could very well be the Antichrist. Specifically Ooh. just Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, not, not seven yet. arms, seven legs. What did you say? <laughs> seven tails, seven, seven arms, legs. Seven legs. I don't know. Yeah. Too many, too many limbs. You know what? It sounded like sound like a hot lady. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I look at a woman, I say, you know, this broad is more famous. Yo, this lady you know had this... seven arms. <laughs> Imagine what she could do with them. An there odd was... number. <laughs> there was 
this web comic that was popular of um, the the prince and the butler guy from the Little Mermaid talking about oh, whether yes, ta- ta- talking about whether he should like fuck that lady who's an o- Ursula and he's like <laughs> Ursula is an octopus should I of still course. fuck her and, and and the guy goes yes eight legs seven vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm doing the math. Is it a four? It's not. It's, it's not. Four. But it's it's four. Four. Yes. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's spelled in like a fucked up way. Seven vagina. Seven vagina. Yes. God. Um. It's it's vagina, but spelled with a J. Yeah. Yeah. It's a vagina with a K. <laughs> Okay, here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to every movie, first of which is best prop. So, Mm. Hannah, what was your best prop? The Lucy the Cactus! That was cute. Yeah, and then the one she replaces it with, whose name I can't remember. Um, What was your best prop? So, it was a toss-up for me. Mm -hmm. It was either uh, the camera... Right, right. Yeah. Or honestly, the yo-yo. Yeah. Anytime the yo-yo came up, I got, I got very happy. I got yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what what cool tricks is she? Gonna, <laughs> is she gonna is she gonna walk the dog <laughs> as she explains her getting gang? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be such a power move. Can you imagine something more unsettling than like someone oh having God. the most serious conversation while doing? Like, yeah, and this is called imagine, Rock the Cradle. Yeah. I, imagine going to like your rape crisis support group and this bitch is yo yo. Well, you tell your story. Imagine, it's just, I'm just imagining like a guy be like, I saw my mom get murdered and he's just spinning a basketball. Like, one finger. <laughs> Guys, she's stimming. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, my best prop was uh, Brad's parole officer's hook hand. Oh yeah, I yeah. Oh my about god, that. I compl- I forgot about that. Which that there was Once. no reason for that in the entire movie. Maybe he didn't just, come up again. Maybe the man who was right for the part happened to have a hook hand. Have no, you ever he thought doesn't. of that? I do not he believe not. that hook hands are a thing. <laughs> my friends, my best friend's uncle has a hook hand. What? Yeah, which is just. They give you an option of like prosthetic hands or a hook. Yeah. Well, I think if, the, what if I what if I want like a beanie baby? If I had the choice between being like between having a bullshit fake hand or being a pirate, bring a hook. I'm gonna go hook. I would ask for them to cut off my other hand so I can have two hooks, <laughs> like that guy in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next award is uh, Best Juliet Lewis Moment. So, mm-hmm. Carlos, what was yours? My favorite Juliet moment was uh, ex- when she was explaining how sometimes Early would beat her <laughs> while being so unfazed that she's still doing yo-yo tricks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, I really enjoyed it because it really does speak to, like, how innocent yeah. of a character yeah. she is. Where she's like... 
well, it only happens when I deserve it. And then she does, like, the most psychotic laugh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because she knows that Carrie, like, feels a certain way about it. Yeah. She's trying to make it. It's funny. It's it's like when you're bombing at an open mic. Yeah, yeah. It's like, guys, come on. (laughs) It's a joke. It's okay. You can laugh. Yeah. Uh, what was your best, Juliet? Um, I really love the scene. I think it's when they're getting to the gas station before Brad Pitt kills that guy. And it's, like, super stormy. And she's walking out of the car and is just, like, feeling the wind on her face. I think oh, yeah. that that was just, like, set, like, the way her hair was blowing and everything. And, like, I don't know. It was just such an expressive moment. It yeah. really stuck with me, this watch. She does a lot of good, like acting when she doesn't have lines yeah Yeah. which is the number one thing that i struggled with when i was trying to be an actor yeah 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 how do i emote when i'm not speaking you know i had i did an entire play in uh high school where i didn't have a single line i played a boy who thought he was a dog (laughs) the character's name was dog and i won an award wow People, people cried because there was a scene where i get frozen and I had to just stay on stage, which was so painful. You ever had to stay still? Yes, I was yeah. a dead person in our town, and yeah. we had to stay on stage. Mm-hmm. We were like sitting in a chair, but yeah. uh, well, for I, the entire thing. We act. literally, we literally did this for like a theater competition, and then afterwards, like so many people came up, just like, I'm. That was just so powerful, and I'm like 16, already jaded about everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. this is. God. <laughs> Nobody's more jaded. Standing yeah. still. Nobody's more jaded than a 16 year old. Well, yeah, you have AP classes to worry about. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> uh, my best Juliet moment was after Brad kills the gas station attendant and kidnaps David and Carrie, and they're like freaking out. Um, and Jules is like. Somebody sing a song. I want a song. And then she goes, all right, I'll sing a song. And then her song yes. just goes, I wish Carrie was happy. I wish Carrie would smile. And that's the entire song. That, that just reminded me, just me having a tantrum at six years old and my mom just not knowing what to do. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'll sing, I guess. I guess I'll just sing what I want she, to happen. The way that during like the most tense moments in the movie, she was able to make me like burst out laughing. Yeah. Like yeah. doing the funniest shit you could possibly imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like desperately doing yo yo tricks. Yes! <laughs> uh, the next award is a custom award, and it can go to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my custom award was second best prop, and it goes to the parole officer's sideburns. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, wow. wow, yeah, the parole officer in general was really just something else. He was wild. He was a wild he man. He was crazy. A cab. Um, <laughs> a cab. Especially the serial killer's parole officer. Yeah. Which, some, who somehow looked grimier than the serial killer. <laughs> What was your custom award, Hannah? Oh, my custom award. Um, uh, wow, it left my brain. Um, do you want us to come back to you? Yes, please. What was your custom award, Carlos? Uh, my custom award. Uh, whoa, this sounds stupid now. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, it's a most incriminating Brad Pitt moment. It's like the moment where he was just so obvious he's a murderer, which was like. When him and David Duchovny were talking about the Black Dahlia murder, 
He goes, well, this is what I think happened. <laughs> and then he describes his own life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My roommate turned to me at that moment. She goes, is he the Black Knight? <laughs> yeah. Imagine. It did sound like that. He was it's... like, I think he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a trailer park somewhere. And it's just like, oh, you murdered somebody. Mm. in that exact... Like, also, David Duchovny is like, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, it's someone who's done before. Like, he had, like, chopped them up to pieces. He goes, oh, cool, cool. Like, as he was taking mental notes, like, I don't even know you can do that. Bisexual. Like, oh, like, what tools would be required for somebody yeah. to and, and, and now, I'm just a simple country murderer, but... Uh, I mean, man. How do I, how do I, how would, how would one get rid of a body like that? <laughs> <laughs> David Duchovny's like, well, you know, you would you would get a tub of acid, you would put him in a bathtub. She's like, he's just explaining how to put him in a bathtub, like in Breaking Bad. Exactly. <laughs> uh, do you remember? Uh, yes, okay. it was most unsettling set, um, and it was the Adam Age house with all of like the mannequins yes. just standing yeah. around for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um. And then she like hits him with a mannequin lug or something. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, why are why, why are they mannequins? Yeah. <laughs> Random ass house in the middle of the fucking desert full of mannequin people. That's like that that's like the number one rule of storytelling. It's like you can get away with anything as long as it's creepy enough. Like yeah. if you're writing a horror movie, doesn't matter if it's plausible. If it's creepy, it it goes. Yeah. Well, and it's also Chekhov's gun. You know, Chekhov's you see, mannequin. Chekhov's mannequin. You see a mannequin, you're going to hit somebody with it later <laughs> on. Yeah. Okay. Um, normally, I would, at this point, ask Jake if this movie is better than uh, his current favorite movie, What's Up With Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Sorry. What's, what's eating what's, Gilbert what's, Grape? What's, what's up with Gilbert Grape? Hey, yo, what's up with Gilbert Grape? It's, it's a Def Jam movie. <laughs> What's up with Gilbert Grape? <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld adaptation. What's, What's going on with Gilbert Grape? <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> He's got a fat mom. <laughs> I'll tell you what's eating him. His mom. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and declare this movie the best movie that we've covered so far on the podcast. Uh, really? Yeah. Mo- well... Okay, it's between this, Cape Fear. Cape Fear is uh, so good. Cape Fear was really good. And National Lampoon, which uh, <laughs> I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I hope Jake watched it so that he can tell us next week if Natural Born Killers is better than California <laughs> or not. He just, he, it'd be really funny if he was like, oh, I, I forgot we were even doing that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm really on edge trying to figure out which is going to be. I watched Californication instead yes, because it has yes. Dave Duchovny and, and it's in California. California in the title. I, yeah. When Jake told me that he couldn't do the episode, I was like, well, you should watch the movie anyway because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, oh, do you guys have anything to plug? Any projects, anything going on? I'm gonna link to your uh, social media handles. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah. If you want to hear more of my thoughts about Brad Pitt, you can go and listen to the back catalog of Merch Bradness. 
um, which you can find wherever podcasts are streamed or on marchbradness.net. Um, but we stopped posting episodes right before the pandemic, <laughs> so it kind of just stops. But, you know, still a fun time. Yeah. I don't have anything to plug at the moment, but I have some things in the works. Cool. So, you know. Yeah, this keep an eye. Keep an eye on this yeah. guy. Keep an eye. Keep, keep an, an eye. eye on this kid. I'm trying. I'm trying out here. New York City stand up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the end of our podcast. Hail Paymon. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next week for Natural Born Killers. Bye.